Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, it's your buddy Adam from golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at golfunfiltered. Send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all sorts of fun places. We are really excited talk some Ryder Cup today with none other than PGA Tour player Stephen Bowditch. Uh, Stephen has had some, uh, very limited, but definitely some experience playing in uh, team match play events. He actually played in the 2015 President's Cup uh, for Captain Nick Price uh, last year, and so he's got a great perspective on how the inner workings of strategy goes on for team events, and he actually beat in singles Mr. Jimmy Walker, who's one of the automatic uh, eight for the U.S. team. So interesting perspective uh, from Stephen on today's show. Uh, so again, sit back, relax, listen to this great conversation between myself and Mr. Stephen Bowditch from the PGA Tour. Let's go. Well, we're waiting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, we have a special guest today to talk a little Ryder Cup action with us. Uh, we've got PGA Tour player Stephen Bowditch on the phone. Stephen, how are you tonight? Hey, good, man. Just uh, hanging out. Awesome. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I just put a tweet out into the netherworld and said, hey, I uh, want to do a podcast on the Ryder Cup. Anyone interested? And uh, you, I got a reply from you, and you and I have chatted on Twitter a couple times. I said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And this is just watching The Bachelor, so uh, let the TV's taken uh, some time. Awesome. Yeah, so, and you know, it'd be great to kind of get your perspective on a lot of things in regard to, you know, the, obviously with Patrick Reed winning the Barclays today, uh, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, he has now cemented himself as one of the top eight for the U.S. team. Obviously, the Euro team is also uh, getting finalized, but before we get into all of that, how are you spending your days these days? Uh, I know that, uh, unfortunately, most most of the season is kind of at an end right now, but are you going to pick things up in the fall series? Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, – I'm going to play uh, I'm gonna play a European event uh, that's co-sanctioned with Australia and Fiji the week before uh, the fall series kicks off. So, um, yeah, that'll sort of be my, my first one back, I guess, after, after a well-earned break after my tracking season I had. So uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be nice to uh, wipe the slate clean and uh, and start again. Awesome, and we're all looking forward to it. And folks, obviously, if you follow Stephen on Twitter, he's a great follow. And Stephen, I gotta say, you've had a great sense of humor throughout the year. And as you kind of mentioned, it wasn't one of the strongest years, but certainly you're a lot of fun <laughs> and a lot of fun to watch, and certainly a lot of fun to uh, chat with on social media. So we do appreciate that. Yeah, man, it's all a bit of fun. It's uh, it's just nice to interact with. Uh, with some fans, just golf fans in general, you know, whether it's whether it's DFS or, or or just golf fans, it's just uh, it's nice. I'm you know I'm a golf fan myself, so uh, anything we can do and and uh, pick each other's brain and and learn learn from each other, you know, I've, I've actually learned a little bit um, 
through the DFS side and, and stats and, and how much they mean and, and how they can sort of help help the players, you know, how, how in-depth they get it. So it's, it's, been, it's been pretty cool on my side too to be able to do, do some of that stuff. Awesome. So are you a pretty frequent fantasy golf player or you just kind of pay attention to how the stats are tracked in that, in that world? No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to play being a member of the tour. Ah, but, gotcha. uh, yeah, I, 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 I keep, uh, I follow it a bit and, and, uh, yeah, I have, have a bit of fun with my buddies, but that, that's about, uh, that's about as far as I can go with it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I've tried it for a while and I, I've never had any luck with it. So <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably just best to keep among friends. But at any rate, <laughs> yep. so uh, the Ryder Cup, we've obviously got that coming up in about a month. And so the top eight, we'll, we're going to talk about the U.S. side here first. And the top eight that's been cemented so far, obviously Dustin Johnson with his amazing year and his win at the U.S. Open. Uh, were you able to watch uh, DJ kind of tear up over there in, uh, during the U.S. Open? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I've played a, played a little bit of golf with DJ now and, and uh, you know, he, he's he, he is probably the best driver of the golf ball um, that I've played with, um, you know, the, between lengths and, and how much control he has over the golf ball. It's, it's impressive to watch. It's when you play with him and, and you watch, you know, everything he does, he's got a great putting stroke and, you know, his short game's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, it's understandable now why he's, you know, what is he second in the world now? Um, you yeah. know, he's, he's a freak, freak of an athlete and just awesome to Awesome to watch play golf. It's uh, it's it's really fun um, being a golf fan. Just just sitting there watching him and, and watching how he goes about his, his game, and he's got, he's got no fear. It's, it's great to see. Well, I'll tell you, if he's as much fun or half as much fun watching in person as he is on TV, he's, it's it's just a treat to watch him <laughs> hit the golf ball. Uh, and then obviously at, behind DJ on the Ryder Cup standings is Jordan Spieth. We all know everything about Jordan, so we don't have to talk too much about him, even though he kind of had a, a <laughs> yeah. disappointing year. Uh, but Phil Mickelson snuck his way up to number three on the list. Uh, have you had the chance to, uh, you know, talk with Phil most uh, at much at all on tour, or what is your impression of Phil kind of having the year that he's having so far in 2016? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know Phil that well. Um, I've, I've played with him um, and played against him. You know, I played played the President's Cup last year too, and uh, Jason Day and myself. Uh, we versed uh, Phil and Zach uh, in the foursomes. Um, we lost one down there. You know, so I've had a little bit, not not much at all, but have a little bit of experience playing against him in a right in a in that sort of format. And um, you now it's pretty. Uh, he, he's Phil Mickelson. You know, he's a Hall of Fame golfer. He's you know, probably go down as I don't know one of the you know top five players ever lived the game and um you know it, it and it seems like his game's actually better than better than what it's been in the last few years to be honest you know um i don't know what he's what he's stats in that but he seems to be a lot more consistent right now and especially this year he's tends to be up there a lot more um in, in, in contention this year so uh you know he's that 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 with a combination of um his experience in in those formats you know he's uh I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's he's going to be the high, or he might be between President's Cup and Ryder Cup, the, the most experienced that they've ever had. So, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be, a, a, I would probably say, the captain leading the charge. So, uh, and, and a good man to have at the top. Yeah, and I think you're actually right on that. I'm kind of uh, Googling as you're talking about that, and I believe you're right. He's probably the most experienced that the Americans have ever had uh, on either team. And, and obviously, as you brought up, you, you had the chance to compete against Phil in the President's Cup last year. Is there a certain aura 
that kind of follows a player of his stature in a team match event like that? And, and, and is it just more difficult than typical to play against a guy like that? Obviously, he's one of the best players ever, as you mentioned, but does it almost feel like you're playing against the crowd in that regard as well? Yeah, I guess a little bit. You know, we're uh, well, with my experience, we're in we're in Korea, um, and that was the first time they'd had um, had sort of something like that over there. So, you know, being from the international side that they were supposedly from over there, it was actually a pretty neutral neutral playing field. Um, so, we, when when you're definitely playing someone like that against Phil, the the crowd is is more on their side unless you're in a, I guess, more of a golfing you know, a, a golfing mecca or, you know, if, if you were in Europe or something like that, it mightn't quite be that way. But, uh, you know, in, in my, in my experience, it was, it was, it was pretty neutral or, or if not, everyone just wanted to see Phil play just because of his, his greatness, I guess you want to call it. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he, you, you know, you know, when Phil's around, you know, I've, I've only ever been, <laughs> I've only ever been, there's been twice in that I can remember that, um, that that weird feeling that you have when you know someone's in the building. I remember, I remember as a as a teenager, I was at a dinner and uh, uh, you just had this weird weird sort of feeling in the air or, or whatever you want to call it. And and uh, you, you knew Greg Norman was in the room somewhere, but you but you couldn't see it. And then and then the other one I had was uh, was Tiger Woods, uh, a, a sort of similar thing. You knew he was around, but you couldn't quite pinpoint him. Or you couldn't. It's it's sort of weird to explain. It's just an aura that they that they carry and. Um, you know, Phil feels that definitely. Uh, you know, he's he's around that level. That's amazing. Yeah, I can imagine that there is that aura that just kind of follows him around. Um, and then following uh, Phil on the Ryder Cup, the U.S. side at least, the Ryder Cup standings is Patrick Reed, who actually catapulted up to number four with his Wednesday at the Barclays, uh, followed then by Jimmy Walker, another first-time major winner this year. And it, it, as we even get to the fifth spot on the U.S. team it begins to look like, hey, we're a little top-heavy here. Uh, what are your in, uh, impressions on the number of first-time major winners that we've had this year, and, and especially the likes of a Jimmy Walker, someone who you know, has always kind of had that game but certainly had the opportunity and took advantage of it this year to break through at the PGA? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's obviously a, a great player. I think he's what he won maybe six times and, and now a major or five times and now a major. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you know, you, you get guys like that, DJ the one first time, um, you know, and, and, and Jimmy now having a little bit of experience. I actually played against Jimmy in the singles match in the President's Cup. Um, you know, he's, he's he's a tough competitor and, and uh, obviously a great player. And he's uh, he, he, he's someone that's, that's sort of, I don't know, he, he's quiet, quietly, you know, if, if he didn't win the PGA, you, you sort of wouldn't, wouldn't be thinking that much of him, I guess, just the way he goes about his golf. But he's he's quietly building a. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in the Hall of Fame. He's he's that good a player. He's he's long. He putts are great. He's uh he's, he's got the the mental fortitude, and you know he's uh and a great guy too. So uh, you know he's he's definitely an asset, and and uh, he gets along with everyone. You know he's one of his I think one of his best buddies is Ricky. So you know he gets along with the younger crowd too, and uh, everyone loves him. Yeah, he's everything I've heard about Jimmy Walker has been positive. I, I have yet to hear a negative thing about him, and, and he's not yeah. a, he's not a flashy guy. Obviously, I mean, it's funny that he's best friends or buddies with Ricky, who certainly is more of a flashy uh, persona compared to Jimmy Walker's more stoic, 
business as usual uh, approach. But that that's kind of funny how opposites attract a little bit on tour in that regard. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, he's an easy beat though. I got him. He wasn't that hard to beat. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, 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 yeah, he's definitely. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a uh, a player to. Uh, you know, you don't even have to watch out for him now anymore. He'll be there for for a long time now. <laughs> awesome. And so then to round up the top eight for the Americans, we've got a first-time Ryder Cupper in Brooks Kepko. We've got Brent Snedeker. And then Zach Johnson, a two-time major winner, another guy who's probably going to find himself in the Hall of Fame, having at least uh, gone over the two major uh, criteria. Uh, and then we've kind of got an interesting little flurry of names who could be one of four captain's picks for uh, U.S. Captain Davis Love III. We've got Bubba Watson at 10. We've got J.B. Holmes. I'm sorry, Bubba Watson at 9, J.B. Holmes at 10, Ricky at 11, and then Matt Kuchar at 12. You know, I've spoken, Stephen, to a few people, and they feel that this is probably the easiest years to, or easiest year to make picks for the U.S. team. Are you are you on that kind of same wavelength? That do we just extend down to the top twelve, and that's the team, or do you think that Davis Love's got a few uh, tricks up his sleeve? Um, no, I, I I think with the automatic picks that he's got, you know, with with Zach being automatic and with with Phil being automatic, I. I honestly think you can just go down the, you know, just straight down the list. I, I think you can't go wrong um, with that move. You know, there's experience there. There's there's bombers there. You know, there's it's match play is, you know, match play in team format is is a little bit of a different beast. And and uh, I think mixing guys that have the similar sort of games um, is uh, is an easier way to go. It's uh, you know, I know you talk about you want one guy down the fairway and you want one guy, you know, to be able to make the putts and all that. But, you know, you, you also need guys that, that play similar games to pair up. You know, I, I think Zach and Phil are the only really real um, that I can really think of, the only uh, exemption to that, you know, with sort of polar opposite games. that, that You know, your JVs and, and your Bubbers together and, and uh, that sort of mix is... is you know, you're used to hitting out of the, you know, used to hitting it out of the shit you right, know, a lot right. of the time because that's how you play golf. You know what I mean? Whereas if you if you tend to mix a, you know, a Matt Kuchar with a, with a, I don't know, let's just say a Bubba. You know, Matt's Matt's down the fairway, you know, whatever it is, 70% of the time, and Bubba's down there at 55% of the time. You know, Matt's Matt's not quite used to hitting it out of the shit all the time, and and uh, you know, Bubba vice versa, you know, from, from hitting it that far back from in the fairway. So, you know, obviously they can adapt, you know, they're world-class players, but, uh, you know, to, to answer your question, I think down the lines, you know, I, I don't really don't think you can go wrong. Maybe the only, the only um, in there is, you know, maybe a Justin Thomas just because of his age and, and the, the uh, you know, the, the future, I guess you want to call it. But, you know, I think there's enough in there that, uh, you know, Justin's an awesome player, and he'll earn his he'll earn his spot the next time for sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Justin Thomas possibly being one of the captains. Picks, would he but... have uh, would, would he have got in? Do you know if 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 that CMI, CMIB would have counted? Uh, you know what? He I believe he would have. He would have actually, if I remember right, he would have actually gone into this week in the top ten if that would have counted. Mm. Yeah, so it, there's oh, wow. I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole we can go down talking about whether or not yeah. that should have counted. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got to have the attention 
of Davis Love. And, you know, another guy, speaking of not hitting it the shit at all, but, I mean, Jim Furyk is a guy that just hits it as straight as anyone can, can, can hit it. He doesn't hit it a long way, but he's also another name that's kind of been teetering on the bubble here. Uh, he's currently 15th position on the list. Uh, do you think that we give a nod to our Davis Love gives a nod to Jim Furyk again, even after what happened at Medina a few years ago? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, I you know obviously he's, he's got his game back after his injury. You know, he's he's performing good and and uh, all that kind of stuff. I just don't know who you'd. I mean, who who would you pull out of? Like, who would you out, out of that sort of that first four there? Yeah, that reserve list or whatever you want to. I'm not sure you can make the argument too, apart from experience. Right, and I was just looking earlier. I mean, so. of the names, I mean, JB Holmes might be one that you would want to replace, but even then, he's got a pretty decent team record. I think I I read that he was like three two three one and two, uh, counting both the Presidents Cup and his one Ryder Cup appearance in 2008, and he's also got a, a winning individual t- uh, match record. So. It's not like he's a slouch by any means, and he certainly pounds the ball. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, you know, thinking about it, that that probably might be the only, you know, if, if you were to add Jim Furyk in there, that, that that might be the one you pull out. Um, I mean, his, his form's been, I mean, hasn't it's not exactly been bad. Like, what is he? He's still, what is he, fifteenth in the world, or yeah, pretty in the world or something like that. Still Pulls up there, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a it's definitely a hard one. Um, you know, I, I think Jim, Jim, Jim would be bringing the main thing would be experience and, and settling the team down. You know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be wide open out there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting who uh, DL three goes with. Um, I imagine he's probably going to want to see how uh, the the FedEx Cup playoffs. You know, to kind of prevent the Billy Horschel fiasco that occurred two years ago, and everyone thought he should have got in and he didn't. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot for uh, for Davis to think about. Uh, on the other side, you know, with Captain Darren Clark, we've got, uh, you know, the, the European side. And now, before I get into that list, how do you split your time up between the two tours? Do you play one tour more so than the other between the PGA and Euro? No, I don't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm basically 100% uh, PGA tour. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I just go back to Australia, maybe, maybe play two or three tournaments a year, but, but predominantly here in the states. I don't. Yeah, I, I spent. Uh, what did I play over there? 2002, three and four. I think I played on the Challenge Tour, um, and then some on the Euro Tour as well. Um, so that was yeah, that was sort of my my sort of last time I was over there. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's it's predominantly PGA. Now. Okay, and so but you still have a lot of experience playing with a lot of these names on the Euro side, and and obviously the leader so far on the European list is Rory. Um, certainly he seems to be struggling a little bit. Uh, Rory does with, with his short game. That's always kind of the one critique that people have of him. He recently switched back to a, a Scotty Cameron putter. Uh, is that something that was a long time coming among the whispers on tour or is that surprising to you in any way? No, not really. You know, it's, it's, uh, putting is such a, such a natural, feel thing you know if you if you pick up a putter that you, that you like and you and you feel good with it's 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 a lot easier to make putts that one you one you're new with or one you're not quite comfortable with and don't quite have the same feel with you know i don't think i can't see him changing anything else in his bag but um i can def- definitely see him moving around with that putter a little bit um you know he, i actually was looking at his stacks today they're not they're not actually horrific it's it's just 
it's just everyone's used to him winning so much. Um, <laughs> right. You know, in, in in the past past years, you know, but other guys have stepped up in the last couple of years too. You know, Jordans and your Jasons and you know Dustin. Now it's it's been hard for him to. I think their their level has been raised. Therefore, when he's sort of been, you know, if he's sort of been in the top, call it fifteen to twenty now, you know, those those four or five guys um, in the past couple of years, they have just been floating around that mark now. And you know, with them up in their game, you know, his his top twenty or or his playing what he's playing now would have been in contention three or four years ago, if that makes sense. Wow, um, that's crazy. Oh, so you know, I. Uh, you know, I think he's still, you know, he's still top 80 or, or whatever it was, top 70 strokes down putting this year. So, I mean, it's not horrific. Um, it's not obviously what he wants it, but, um, you know, it's it's obviously a little bit of hype and a little bit of media stuff. You know, they can they can really start to get in people's head too and, and uh, just hope it doesn't doesn't get into his head a little bit now with, with everyone talking about it. Um, but he'll, you know, he's obviously a Hall of Fame player. He'll, he'll work it out. No, he's... He, he he did go away from his you know whenever when did he go to Stockton a few years ago yeah um you know that sort of that that got him away from his natural natural putting stroke and it tends to look like now he's starting to go back to it a little bit so I wouldn't be surprised here in the next you know couple of months that he'll he'll get back to you know having a putter that he feels comfortable with and, and a stroke that he feels comfortable with and and uh, hopefully get back to making putts again. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. I, I don't see this as being a, a trend for him. And obviously, the only things that we're going to see on television from him are whether or not he makes a putt and he's in the lead or he's towards the top of the leaderboard or he's missing putts. That seems to be the only time that he's on the camera. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly right. You know, and yeah. so you kind of mentioned something there a little bit ago, Stephen, uh, about, uh, you know, the media attention and just all, everyone kind of chatting on social media, getting into players' heads, especially when, perhaps you're not playing as well as perhaps you have in the past. Is that something that, you know, guys talk a lot about on tour, you know, or, or anything of that nature or how big of a, of a factor is all that, that chatter when you're uh, maybe not playing your best? Yeah, no, not at all, to be honest. I mean, you, you, you know what you, you know, you got your team around you, you don't. Sure. Sure. You hear about it a little bit, but, at the end of the day, it's it's what you what you believe deep down inside. You know, obviously you don't want to hear stuff, you know, but um, it, it's going to happen. It's it's part of being in the in the public eye, uh, you know, and especially with social media these days, everyone's got everyone's got access to you. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it's a little different, but no, not to, to answer your question, no, not really. It's uh, it is what it is. It's it's part of the part of the game now and part of the job. Um, and you know, if if it does. If, if it does start to come on board, you know, you, there is other ways around it. You know, you can, you can, uh, you, know, you can cancel Twitter. You can, you can turn off the TV. You know, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's especially guys at that level. You know, they're they're world class and and uh, you know Hall of Famers and uh, they, you know, they're, they're obviously mentally tough enough to 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 win down the stretch of a. Of a uh, of a major, so uh, you know, hearing a bit of chatter, I don't think he'll get into the kitchen too much. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Uh, obviously, I'll, I have a lot of bullshit tweets that I send out there, so hopefully, I'm not ma- making anyone angry. With what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back back to the list here. We've got Rory obviously at number one. We got Danny Willett very close behind him at number two. He's actually only a couple. It uh, looks like a hundred thousand maybe points. And, obviously, he's not going to make that up. I don't believe in time for the Ryder Cup, but you know, he's had a great year. Obviously. 
first-time major winner himself at the Masters. And then, of course, followed behind Danny is another first-time major winner uh, in Henrik Stenson. So of those two players, do you feel that either uh, Danny Willett or Henrik Stenson are going to have a breakout performance again at the Ryder Cup this year? Um, I think they're going to have to. I, I, I think that the, the European team um, is definitely in a transition period. Obviously, well, what, what's it going to be? I don't know. But what's it, what's it like? It'll be nine rookies, something like that? Oh, yeah, it's going to be eight very rookies. High, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that that, that Rory, um, Rory uh, Stenson, um, I guess Willett's going to be a rookie too, is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, is he played one? Yeah, yeah, you're going to be a rookie. So, yeah, I mean, they... They, you know, being major winners and, and and being at the top, they're going to have to really lead that, lead the guys. You know, it's, you know, it was my first time playing a Presidents Cup, and you know, the the Ryder Cup's obviously, you know, to be honest, probably bigger than the Presidents Cup um, in 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 everyone's eyes, and 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 the pressure you feel um, is is different to no other. It's, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to be able to, you know, lead with nine holes to go on a PGA Tour event and. And had a lead in the major uh, once uh, on Saturday, and you know that's I, I thought that was about as much pressure as I was ever going to feel, and you know I, I thought that was a you know basically a nine nine out of ten sort of pressure scale, um, and and then once you hit the once you hit that uh, that team format where, where you're playing for your you know for the, for the world or your country or whatever you want to call it, it's. Uh, that's a whole different beast, and you know, if it went up over over twelve or thirteen, you know, it's it's hard to control, and it's, and you, you can't prepare for it. Um, so I think being that many rookies in there, um, they're, they're, those guys at the top are really going to have to have to uh, have to lead and and play well and win and be dominant and uh, you know lead from the top and lead from the front. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I I, I really think that, that this year. Um, Probably the U.S. is is, is has got to be favourites just for that, just for that um, aspect of, of being rookies. You know, obviously they're great players, but um, I, I think the U.S. will probably be in. You know, they'll have the favouritism to start, or they should have anyway. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, even though it might look good on paper, I was at Medina a few years ago in the Chicagoland area, and I I still sting from watching what happened at the meltdown in Medina, as we call it on this side. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, nothing is for sure. That, that That's definitely true. But uh, hopefully you're right. And, and then just to kind of quickly round out the uh, the remaining few players on the Euro side, we've got Chris Wood, Andy Sullivan, Matthew Fitzpatrick, a really, really talented player there. Uh, Rafa Cabrera Bello, who just is, uh, he, he competed at the Olympics. He actually played really well over there uh, in Rio. And then Soren uh, Kelton is the final of the top eight. Uh, and then it kind of goes down to another flurry of names that. You know what's interesting? Uh, you know what's interesting about those names you just read out? What's that? Is uh, those, it's they, they play different styles of golf to the to the Americans. You know, I'll, I'll pretty much sum the American team up as being bombers. Most of them, yeah, and I don't feel like the heroes are that at all. You know, Fitzpatrick is probably one of the shortest. Soren's, Soren's probably one of the shortest that you'll play with on tour, um, or in that top fifty in the world. Um, Who's the other one you named? Uh, uh, Rafa Cabrera Bello. He probably pounds it quite a ways. Yeah, he pounds it. Yeah. Andy um, Sullivan, Chris Wood. Yeah, and Chris Chris pounds it. Andy doesn't. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a different mix. 
I, I think just thinking about it, actually, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, you're actually right now, and that's that's a great point because obviously Rory can hit it a ton. You know, Henrik, everyone knows he can hit the ball a mile, and then you've got a lot of players here that are going to probably have to you know position themselves and use a lot more course management than the long bombers just to kind of get their way through the course and. How much of a do you think that that plays into, and, and having played in the President's Cup yourself in a team match format, how much of that strategy uh, discussion goes on prior to making the pairings, at least on, in terms of the captain uh, trying to pair people together? Yeah, I, I think I think you know t- typically what will happen is is basically the the captain will sort of he'll have a you know he'll have a pretty good idea of who he wants paired together. Um, but then you'll go to the players too, and then he'll ask, you know, who who wants to play with who, who would you rather play with, who you think your game fits with, all that, you know, for, for camaraderie. So, so it's, you know, they, you, you want to be with someone that you like to play with and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I sort of think that it's going to be... I, I, I think the players will have more of a say um, on who they on who they play with, especially the rookie guys, because the, you really want the rookie guys to be able to be to be uh, to be comfortable out there um, as, as much as you can't be comfortable. But uh, you know, it's, it's, if it can help a little bit, just just knowing someone that you you know that you play a little bit of a, a little bit more golf with, or you play a lot more practice rounds with, or you know, even the style of you know, even the kind of golf ball you use, you know, things like that 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 the player that that plays a fairly big part. Um, you know the, the golf ball you use, whether you use the same golf ball, because you know that's that, that's a whole different beast in itself as well. And to that point, you know, with the four captains' picks, you know, Darren Clark's going to have to be really strategic with who he chooses. And do you think that he kind of goes with experience, or does he want to kind of balance out that roster with some longer hitters that uh, he'd have to use those picks on? Yeah, I mean, what are what are the what are the picks and what are the four he's sort of running with? Who's he got? Peters? You got Peters, you got Carl Hatton. Yeah, you, you, you've got to go Peters. Peters is a stud. I mean, Peters going to be, he's, he's world class. He's going to be, uh, he'll be, I'll be very surprised if he's not a top five golfer in the next two years. Um, oh, yeah, he's got a you know, and, 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 and in form too, obviously, just, you know, coming off a second and then a win uh, yesterday or today. Um, so, um, and then you got, I guess, the hard two we've got there is probably Knox and Knox and Westwood. Um, they, you know, and, and Kymer. I mean, I, I would probably go with just for the sake of of putting. Um, uh, I would, you know, Kymer Kymer's unbelievable under the pump when, when he gets going. I mean, he he, he bleeds the bleeds the Ryder Cup. Um, Absolutely. You know, I would probably go. I'll, I'll probably go him, and I'll probably go Knox, to be honest. Um, you know, if if someone was to ask me who who would you rather play, or who wouldn't you rather play in in singles um, against Knox and Westwood, I would I would probably have to say Knox. You know, he's he's step his game getting better and better, and he just hits it down the middle, um, putts it great, and uh, he just doesn't miss many golf shots. And uh, I mean, I, I know experience is in there, and, and Westwood. Westwood definitely has that, but um, if I was if I was uh, DC, I'd probably I'd, I'd probably go with the, the Peters Timer and um, and uh, Knox pick if I was if I was looking at it if I was doing it myself. 
And then with that fourth pick, do you, I mean, do you go with the nostalgia and, and throw Sergio in the mix? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you sort of have to. I mean, it's it's really between Sergio and Sergio and Westwood. Um, you know, Westwood played pretty good, I guess, um, at the start of the year. You know, in the majors, but you know, but Sergio seems to Sergio's game's been pretty good. You know, he won Byron Nelson this year and and performed. You know, great in in, uh, in all the majors. You know, it's, I, I would probably go Sergio for the experience side. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, he just kind of comes alive at uh, Ryder Cup time, and it's unfortunate. Uh, well, it's fortunate for the Americans, but it's unfortunate for the Euro team, of course, and any Ryder Cup fans that Ian Poulter isn't going to be there because of his injury. But, uh, you know, there's another name that's kind of been floating around for the Euros, and I wanted to get your take on it uh, before we let you go. But, you know, obviously, Justin Rose, gold medalist Justin Rose, he's kind of further on down that list. Does he deserve a look at all for the Euro team? No, I mean, I don't know how you can not look at it. I mean, I would I would put him on there in a heartbeat, but, I mean, I don't. Is he, does he even qualify for the new qualifying system, though? Um, you know what? I, had, he, I, I don't or, think so. But uh, he's right now in 26th position, so he's, he's got a little work to do to get up there. Can he get – so so if he doesn't qualify, well, he's, he's not going to qualify, right? Like, I don't think. I don't think I don't he's going to qualify, so but can he get picked? I can he get picked, he I don't know. Yeah, I believe he can, if, if I'm understanding the system right. But uh, he's got to at least get a, a peek from from Darren Clark, if if that's the case. Yeah, I would. I mean, if if that's the case, I, I didn't realize that was the case. I would. Uh, yeah, I, I would put him put him straight there, and probably uh, you know put him probably ahead of Knox, to be honest, just for experience and gameplay. And he's starting to starting to play well by the look. I mean, I know he didn't have a good week this week, but um, you know he's. He's obviously a, a big-time player, um, you know, sort of very similar to a Sergio, I think. You know, has his, has his few tournaments a year that he wants to play well in, and, and when he does, you know, he, he picks and chooses, and he does, he plays well. Yeah, that's for sure. And he obviously played really well over in Brazil. So it's going to be interesting how that team kind of, you know, rounds out there. But, you know, Stephen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And, again, I really appreciate you uh, hopping on on short notice uh, you already kind of mentioned what you got in store from a golf perspective, but uh, you're probably going to be sitting back and watching a little bit of the FedEx Cup playoffs while also working hard on your game, I imagine. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm a golf fan. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I, I always, always, especially Sundays, you know, I always try and tune in and see what see what all the boys are doing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see different different scenarios and and how how, how people people react differently and and uh, you know the the tantrums and all that kind of stuff. I love seeing it. It's fun, and especially now with the with the ten million bucks starting to get on the line, and and uh, guys like Sean O'Hare that you know he just popped up to whatever he popped up fourteen from one eight to fourteen, and it's a it, it's a cool format, and and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll get pretty exciting here in the next next couple of weeks. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to it. So, all right, folks. Well, that was Mr. Stephen Bowditch, PGA Tour player. Stephen, thanks again so much for uh, for hopping on today. Yeah, man, no problem. Easy. Alrighty, and listeners, we will be back again uh, next week for, with another guest, hopefully, uh, on the Golf and Filter podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Golf and Filter. Send me an email. Let me know what you think about the show, adam at golfandfilter.com. Until next week, this is Adam signing off.